are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Locked On NHL. Head on over to your favorite podcast app after this show and make sure to tune in to Locked On NHL. I host the Wednesday show with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Los Angeles Kings, so you should absolutely give that a listen. But today's episode is a recap of the draft and, of course, uh, you know, we got some more episodes coming <laughs> today as well and just kind of playing catch up. But before we, you know, jump into the nitty gritty, we do have to get some small talk out of the way, unfortunately. So make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames, downloading Locked on Flames and making the show part of your day in whatever way you do, whether it be on your way to work, on your way to class, on your way to the gym, at the gym, whatever you do. I know personally, I like to listen to podcasts before I go to bed and, um, they're not hockey podcasts. They're actually like creepy murder, true crime podcasts. Yeah, I fall asleep to those. Um, what does that say about me? (laughs) But make sure that, you know, you're subscribed and following so you never miss an episode and I appreciate you taking time out of your day to tune in to this show. Um, You might be wondering where I've been. If you follow me on Twitter, you've probably seen my tweets about uh, kind of feeling under the weather and having absolutely no energy. So I've kind of just been trying to build up my uh, tank again, if you will. And unfortunately, um, being a person with chronic illness and a full-time job outside of this podcast, unfortunately, Sometimes I just <laughs> don't have a lot left in me, but that changes uh, right now where I'm back. I'm here for you. So let's jump into the first round of the draft. This feels like it was five years ago at this point. Uh, so I had projected the flames to take Cole Sillinger. And if Columbus hadn't made a trade to snag that spot that once belonged to Arizona's, but it was forfeited, um, to take Cole Sillinger. (laughs) I, uh, I'm still not entirely sure that the Flames would have gotten him because they did have that Matthew Coronado jersey ready. (laughs) And, uh, Matthew Coronado is somebody that I'm very excited to watch and watch develop. He is committed to Harvard University, uh, quite the humble brag. Uh, you know, he got into Harvard like it's hard or something. Um, please, that is not me. I hope to God you've all seen Legally Blonde. <laughs> but so he'll be playing under uh, Teddy Donato there. And last season in the USHL, he had 48 goals in 51 games. So this is absolutely incredible. <laughs> He, I was reading his scouting report and everyone was saying that this kid is really good with his hands and like all of his talent is kind of built from that. I think that it's going to be a lot of fun watching him develop and continue to grow and hopefully succeed at Harvard and go on to do 
hopefully big things with the Flames. I really think that we need someone who, I mean, obviously not in the immediate future, but, you know, two, three years down the line, I think it'll be really great to have, um, you know, somebody who is skilled (laughs) with their hands and quick and is clearly offensively um, strong. So we will see where that goes. I currently have a few feelers out to potentially get him on the show. No promises, of course, but fingers crossed. And in the second round, the Flames took William Stromgren. I can't talk today. Stromgren. And he is 6'3". He has good skating mechanics. And that was another thing that was very heavily emphasized in his scouting reports um the left wing is 6-3 I am reading this from the matchsticks and gasoline website um he had nine points in 27 games in the Swedish hockey all Svenskin league this past year and he probably has a shot in the SHL this year and everybody is saying that he has a lot of potential to have, um, you know, potentially be a good power forward. I think that it's going to be exciting. And I know I keep saying that everything's exciting, but it's really great to watch, you know, these young guys come up, put that muscle on, work on their skills, really develop and play at the highest level. One thing I think that a lot of people took away from this draft is the fact that they were pleased with Brad Tree Living's draft picks, which is always nice to see. I can definitely appreciate that kind of optimism and, of course, really any sort of positivity in regards to Brad Tree Living's decisions. So, uh, I have one more wonderful draft pick, uh, so why not? share it. Uh, Cameron Wynott has uh, 23 points in 34 games last season. He's a defenseman and you know I think that that's pretty impressive to have that many points if you're going to call him the next Bobby Orr at the age of 18, 19 years old. I'm going to ask you to sit down but I think that that's always great to see especially from you know a player so young but of course I am so looking forward to see their development over the next few years and I hope that down the road we can come back and circle back to this episode and say hey you know this player is making their NHL debut today and I hope that I am still your host of Locked on Flames at that point but before we get too ahead of yourselves I will absolutely be talking more about the next draft picks and we're going to round out the show with a little bit of Montreal talk. I really feel like it's just kind of something I need to mention on the show. I understand that, you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say old news at this point, but it's, it's, it's been everywhere at this point, but, um, I just, it needs to be talked about. But first, you know, let's take a quick break and let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the world's best tasting protein bar. It is one of the few things that um, are healthy for you that don't taste like they're supposed to be healthy. It tastes like a candy bar. I absolutely love my cookies and cream bar. I had the raspberry bar before going to the gym the other day and oh my god, 
wonderful, held me over, and I wasn't that, you know, lazy that I typically am in the morning through my workout. I feel like I was able to power through it and give a little bit extra oomph to it. But you need to try Built Bar and tell me your favorite flavor and, you know, let me know how you incorporate them. Do you keep them in your desk? Do you keep them in, keep them in your car, in your cabinet? How about making milkshakes? Let me know. And these are great. The calories are uh, pretty much, they're pretty low. It's 130 to 180 per bar. And the protein is 17 to 18 grams. And there's only four to five grams of sugar. And they're healthy. They're amazing flavors. And like I said, they taste like candy bars. So head on over to built.com today and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next purchase at built.com. Lockdown Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Okay, so the Flames third round pick was Cameron Why not? And the fifth round pick was Cole Jordan, who is a defenseman and the 141st pick overall. And so I am just reading again from Matchsticks and Gasoline to kind of give a quick recap. He was ranked the 36th prospect um, in the Elite Prospects Draft Guide, and he has a lot of great data. Um, he, his goals, I'm so bad at reading like these charts, but uh, it, he has a lot of fantastic numbers, and he's in pretty much all the good percentiles when it comes to uh puck control, entry, entry zone, zone entry success rates, and uh, shot assists, and things like that. So, you know, he he's pretty good. <laughs> he's still young, so of course, we're going to have to keep an eye on him, and I just hope for the best with that. Uh, the sixth round was Jack Beck. He is a right winger, and this is the second sixth round pick, and he was an OHLer that did not play a full season last year as uh, the league was not able to hold their season. He had 19 points in 56 game, 56 games uh, the year before. Um, you know, he really doesn't have much experience uh, in the past year. And that's how really most of this draft class was because of the pandemic. And I think that's why a lot of people were almost put off by the draft um, at, at the beginning because we really didn't know what we were getting. You know, there was no real superstar of the draft. And the, oh my goodness, okay. So another six round pick was Lucas Siona. Siona is a uh, forward, uh, 6'2", 205 pounds, 13 points in 23 games with the Seattle, Sun Th Seattle Thunderbirds of the WHL. And, you know, I cannot, that, he's big. That's big. He's a big boy. So, we will have to see, um, how that goes. I'm, I'm very interested to see how, um, you know, development goes in regards to some of these players, especially the ones who have maybe missed a year, year and a half of playing. So, their final pick was, Arseny Sergeev? Sergeev? 
I'm so sorry. He is a goaltender. And, you know, this is the third year in a row that the Flames have drafted a goaltender in the seventh round. Um, he's originally from Russia, but he has been playing in North America since 2019-2020 season. He spent the last season with Shreveport Mudbags of the NAHL, and he had a 14-4-2 record over 20 games. He had a 936 save percentage, which is the second highest in the league, and he will be playing for UConn in 2022-23, which makes me so excited because I freaking love UConn. I think that their hockey is great, and I love college hockey players that like that uh the NCAA to NHL pipeline and or NWHL pipeline whatever the story may be I think it's fantastic and uh he will be playing the with the tri-city of the USHL this season so you know he's gonna have some great development time with him um you know, between the USHL and then, of course, going on to play at a fantastic Division One school. I am so happy <laughs> between that Harvard and UConn relation, that connection to back home for me makes me so happy. And the fact that they're flames makes me even happier. So we'll have to keep an eye on those. And of course, coming up next, we are going to get a little bit heavy here talking about the... Canadians and their draft pick and you know I won't get into specifics uh really and I will not be addressing the player by name even though it's out there it's public and this isn't like for some like notoriety like woke reason it's just I just he he does not earn the respect of his name coming out of my mouth so Again, quick break. Uh, let me talk to you about Bet Online AG. Bet Online AG is the number one trusted source for your online sports betting. Here at the Locked On Podcast Network, we have the Olympics going on. We have the baseball, what <laughs> the MLB, uh, NBA just wrapped up last week, and we got free agency tomorrow. We have so much happening that you can absolutely go place some bets on. So head on over to Bet Online AG today, sign up for that free account, and of course use promo code Locked On for that fifty percent welcome bonus. That's promo code Locked On for your fifty percent welcome bonus. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Flames. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. All right, so as we wrap up today's show, I do feel like I need to put a big fat trigger warning on this and apologies in advance for how upset I may get. Um, I think that there is a lot to talk about here and I really needed a few days to really collect my thoughts and to do this justice. Uh, for those of you who have no idea what I'm referring to, the Montreal Canadiens uh, quite literally drafted a sex crime offender. He is, um, he distributed a picture that the victim had no idea was being distributed. She did not consent to the picture being taken. Now, this isn't just like any old picture. This was her in a uh, compromising position with the now hockey player. And this happened over in Sweden. I don't know what the Swedish laws are. Um, I just know that he, 
you know, faced a lot of backlash um, after things kind of came out that he was, um, you know, a not so great human being. He is a criminal. Um, There are very few things in life I am more passionate about than hockey and writing, and that would be justice and uh, holding people accountable. And I was very, very, very unnerved and disappointed to learn that this was uh, a player that was eligible for the draft and he was, you know, entering the draft and whatnot. But he only apologized. It wasn't even an apology. It was a statement saying, I need to take time to grow and to learn. Um, I'm, you know, I would really appreciate it if a team didn't draft me okay no apology to the victim and the victim like came out and said uh you know I I I don't want to see his name I want I want to heal and I can't do that when I see his name everywhere when I see his face everywhere and things like that and I totally get that and I think that she deserved that level of respect because she was violated in a way that is so dehumanizing and degrading and just uh, (laughs) there aren't words so I ended up going to bed after the flames picked because I I had a really bad headache and whatnot so I was like okay I'm gonna go go to bed and I have twitter notifications on like whatever so I fell asleep and then I wake up to a text that says the Habs drafted him And the pain in my heart, in my stomach, when I saw that was really something else. Because (laughs) the Habs knew what this kid, he's not a kid, he was freaking 18 when this happened. 17, 18. But he, they knew what he did. They knew that he is a literal sex offender and still chose to draft him. Okay. Now, I understand that teams could potentially honor his wishes by not drafting him. Um, I don't really think that he um, really deserves a lot of respect, but I think that they could have honored the victim's wishes in saying like, hey, um, (laughs) you know, I am not someone who wants to see my abuser's face everywhere and his name everywhere and he does not deserve to be in the NHL it is a goddamn privilege to play at that level and he does not deserve to be there so um you know there's a lot of backlash and people were defending it saying it was a mistake and you know um she shouldn't have been in that compromising position, um, you know, because God forbid teenagers engage in, um, teenage-like things, right? Whatever. Um, but he wasn't a teenager. He was literally 18 years old. Um, I think she was 17 or she was 18. He was 19. I can't remember specifics, but, you know, I'm sorry, but I, you don't get to write this off as a silly mistake. Sure, taking a picture um, is one thing, of course. Um, and if you keep that for yourself and between you and your partner, sure, that whatever, that's fine. But um, 
he showed it to his teammates. The teammates knew about this. And that's, like, that's what's, like, the crime here is distributing something, like, the the picture. (laughs) That is a crime. And I don't believe she consented to her picture being taken either. Um, But I... I don't understand how somebody can write this off as just like, oh yeah, like a silly mistake. Do you know what my teenage mistake was? Mistake, I use that very lightly. It was lying to my mom and telling her I was going to Maine for the weekend when I drove to Philadelphia to go see a One Direction concert, okay? That is some like teenage nonsense that you do. Taking a picture and distributing it and becoming... A sex offender is not, (laughs) that's not a mistake. That was a decision that he made to take that picture and show the locker room, to show his buddies. I, you can not sit here and tell me that that's equivalent to the teenage mistake of sneaking out or having beers with your buddies, you know, um, or doing whatever, like, Like, that's not, like, an quote-unquote age-appropriate rite of passage sort of thing. Like, it's a literal crime. And it's, you know, it's not just, like, a underage drinking crime. It is literal distribution of sexual content. And I'm not going to sit here and bust out a tangent even more than I already am. But I just hope that uh, the Canadians relinquish the rights and whatever... Um, you know, Arizona was bullied enough. <laughs> um, maybe the Habs can be bullied enough. I, I don't know. Um, they're already losing sponsorships and my God, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions showing up right in their face, right? Uh, I, I don't want to say I'm interested to see how this plays out because I'm not. Um, my thoughts go, my thoughts go to the victim you know, I'm sure that her, I I can't imagine, she's probably devastated. And this is just one of those things where, you know, it's a, it's a business, but at some point you just have to have some sort of decency and like, I don't know. But anyways, thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. My name's Jess Belmosto, and I'm here for you every single day, and I will catch y'all later. Have a good one. Bye-bye.